What's up, dude? Oh, not much. Just chilling. I just got some icing on your uh, headphone thing there. Oh, that's cool. That doesn't matter. <laughs> I mean, it's your headphone thing. Ah, uh, you can lick it off. Like, I guess I'll just keep it on the plate here. <laughs> I don't, don't want to put it on your lovely couch. We've switched to relaxed mode. We have. I think this may be semi-permanent. We're Hopefully. on the couch. We used to sit around this table, which is really nice. Actually, it was never nice. It's a small table. We're really cramped at the small table. Yeah. Now we're just lounging about. You know, it was nice to have like a place to set things, mm-hmm. but this is definitely a looser feel. What are you talking about? You You have food on the couch right now. <laughs> I mean, to describe this couch, this is probably a couch from what would you say, like the 50s or 60s? Um, it's yeah. kind yeah. of a, it used to be a gold color base, and it's got a flower, like a floral pattern yes, on it. Yes, as they did. Uh, it's very loud. It's a very yeah. loud yeah. couch. The lighting in this room, again, we're recording in my house. Mm-hmm. It's actually a little brighter episodes. than normal. I feel like you usually keep it a little darker. In yeah, here. we usually only have the lamp on, mm. but today we've got the overhead light and the lamp on for some reason. I like that too. You got to keep it bright in these Look, dark times. Let me be honest with you. <laughs> That's funny. Let me be honest with you. I like this room a lot. I'm yeah, a big fan of this room. It's a good room. Wish the lighting was a little bit better, but we don't need to get into too much detail about that. Hey, I'd, I'd, <laughs> I'd love to. I've been playing a lot of Animal Crossing, so uh, room design is something I've been thinking a lot about. Should I get it? For $60, should I get it? I'm not going to play it. <laughs> I bought it on an absolute whim, and I've kind of put myself in uh, self-quarantine uh-huh. just for like nine days. I, I work at a job where we are not stopping business uh, for essential reasons. Real estate. Uh, yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I sell uh, McMansions. <laughs> <so> <laughs> no slowing that refuse down. Refuse to halt construction. Um, Never. I just went ahead and voluntarily took a week of vacation mm-hmm. just to kind of collect my head and uh i had really planned on cleaning up the house and doing a lot of things instead i've just listened to a bunch of music and played animal crossing almost non-stop it sounds like, incredible it's been such a great little escape meanwhile uh, your roommates are just so mad because the house <laughs> is not clean yeah. as has been promised oh it's disgusting <laughs> my my animal crossing land very trim i i've weeded the whole place it's beautiful have we talked about the fact that i've never seen your house <laughs> the inside have you never seen no. the inside of it oh yeah uh-huh. well it's nice and <laughs> semi-clean right now i go cool. I, I fibbed i've done a little bit of this cleaning. would be a good time for me to come over right yeah <laughs> <laughs> touch all my stuff yeah <laughs> well thanks for breaking quarantine and mm-hmm. to come do this mm-hmm. i mean you might notice i set right next to you some stuff that we maybe have to go remote here pretty soon yes so. absolutely and um I'm kind of, uh, I'm not looking forward to that necessarily, but I'm excited at the uh, prospects it can. Uh, yeah. I mean, know. it's going to let you be even lazier. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh, gonna, my goodness. It's going to cut a seven minute drive out of your life. Well, first of all, I'm going to do it fully in the nude <laughs> um, as opposed to just in my underwear as we do it yeah, now. Right. <laughs> yeah, just some modesty. Yeah, absolutely. A modicum of modesty. <laughs> Should we get into the thing that we no. said we were going Why to would start we do the that? show with? <laughs> What's the point? You know, 2020, nothing matters. <laughs> Why bother? Yeah. I th- all our episodes are going to be two hours long. Uh-huh. Is that right? Yeah. People, lo- you know what? Zero complaints. Yeah. I put a poll up and I think like 30 people participated in the poll. The poll was two hours episodes. It was cool or two long dummies. One person, exactly one person picked two long dummies. Did you see who it was? No. Blake. 
oh previous guest goodness. Blake picked too long dummies. Uh, Blake. I mean, he's not listening no, to this he's premier not a, he's bonus not content. One of the Tower great episodes, member. as we call them. Uh, yeah. How how, how, am I, how are my Tower Club members out there doing? How how are y'all doing in self quarantine? Uh, can I get a whoop whoop? We love space for a whoop whoop. That's <laughs> thank good. You, thank you. Now, was that whoop with a P or woot with a T? Um, it's important. I feel like a P ended H. Yeah. So talking about that, uh, yeah, that's fine. I accept it. <laughs> Thank <Oof>. you. <laughs> talking about the Hepcat episode, that was a really fun episode. It was and a very fun I, episode. I don't know. I was trying to think, like, why did it go so long? Number one, it was really fun. It was kind of a, a group of people that had pretty good chemistry. And I think good, we're having a good time. Like one of my top ten episodes. I, I, yeah. I really love that episode. I haven't thought about what would make my top ten in a long time. Partly because we've been doing it a while, and I don't remember much of anything. Hey, <laughs> we're have a much brain. We're about to break off a hundo. We are pretty this soon. Is episode ninety-one. Now we have discussed how our numbering is going to go. Whether <laughs> we'll count these Tower Club episodes as part of the main uh, episode number count. Uh, I'm leaning towards that, mostly just because it's a lot easier for me to to organize it in my list of files. Now, here's the thought I've been continuously pitching. I hate pitching. this. I'm going to be honest. I hate this. <laughs> Is that since our Tower Club members are so special, they should get to celebrate the 100th episode earlier. <laughs> so so we do count the Tower Club episodes within the 100, but then we throw a slightly less special 100th episode extra- extravaganza uh-huh. for just our normal <laughs> non-Tower Club members. I think that's very funny. It also drives me insane. <laughs> I mean, it really drives me crazy imagining that. But if you want to do it, we can do it. Hey, I'll figure it out. <laughs> Please I'll, do. I'll crunch the numbers. But uh, tell me the, the genesis of Boudin Howell. <laughs> <laughs> that was... Uh, I, I can guess. <laughs> that was literally the day before... Uh, we recorded um, my girlfriend and I had the boudin balls and uh, we love uh, talking Cajun to each other around the house. <laughs> wow. And, uh, okay. <laughs> we, we uh, uh, by the way, my girlfriend uh, here to fourth referred to as my girlfriend. Oh, <laughs> I think, really? I think that's trouble? how it. No, I just think that's how I've been referring to her for the last few weeks. She's not your possession, Dan. Um, she. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that would be my, to you. <laughs> no. Okay. Let's um, talk about my. She. She's my main piece. <laughs> Is that better? I love the implication <laughs> that there's other pieces. Well, your you main know. piece. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I know. It's a side piece. Sure. She's, she's made maintenance. It's a whole meal. She's a full course dinner. Anyway, Boudin Howell <laughs> came abandoned, abandoned ship. <laughs> came from me realizing that uh the pronunciation of Boudin uh, within that contains my name or uh-huh. the, the name that I generally go by. Uh-huh. I, I, you know, I go by Dan and Daniel. Yes. I don't know how common that is. You don't go by Andrew. I don't. Just Andy. Just Andy. Mm-hmm. I tried to switch. I tried to switch to Andrew whenever I got the job that I currently have. Mm-hmm. I introduced myself to everyone as Andrew, um, and they just started calling me Andy. I like I, the variety. I like having both. I like having never committed to one. Yeah, I'm totally good with Andy. I've kind of it's not that I've even I've come to terms with it. I've accepted it fully mm-hmm. that I am in fact an Andy. Especially the older I get, and the older I get, and the, the, the I don't change very much. Is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> 
I'm like, it's still very much the same person I was like seven years ago. <laughs> like, not a lot of maturation happening. So why not? Andy is in movies and stuff. Andy's are always like immature men. I'm like, that nah, fits. The shoe fits. <laughs> so I'm wearing it. Wearing them both all around the house. Just in my house right now. Not all around town. And what kind of shoes are those? These are, like, let's get into my shoes. These are Adidas. Well, I'm Campus. seeing the three stripes there. They must be. They are Adidas Campus. Uh, I really, really want some gazelles, but cannot spring for the $9,100 price tag. Oh. Got a problem with these shoes, Dan. The tongues are too short for hmm. winter time. Wow. These are very much summer shoes because in the winter, the tongue is so short that it goes in front of the bottom of the jeans mm-hmm. and just looks weird. I don't know. I don't mind the tongue in front. I'm, we- I'm wearing some boots right now, and, and, and I keeps my tongues out. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm much like Gene Simmons in that way. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, sun's out, tongue's out. <laughs> yeah. I, well, the sun is Talking out. Talking about shoes. How about that live stream episode, yeah, Andy? That was a lot of fun. I had a great time. Me too. I had, it was very stressful leading up to it because we had some not even technical difficulties, just a full on technical meltdown mm-hmm. right before I had it mm-hmm. all set up to, to put it real simply for listeners. I have four channels of audio, so like four different sources of audio set up and then two of them stopped working <laughs> right before we started recording. So it would have been our two mics and then um, Katie's mic would have been silent and also the feed for the music. Uh, cues w- was just coming in silent. No idea how that happened, but uh, I scrambled and I fixed it. And there was a reason that my mic was louder than Dan and Katie's, and that is because they were two mics split into one channel. <laughs> uh, and so the audio in that episode is uh, not the best. I'm not proud of it, but you know we were in a tough situation. I actually haven't listened back to that one yet. I want to hey, go back and watch the here's a video. Secret. I didn't listen back to it either. <laughs> <laughs> I just like I can't do this. I'm just going to fiddle with it endlessly yeah. if I do. For some reason, that one just felt different to me, and I was like, "Well, it, it was already live, so yeah. me listening back isn't going to change anything." I did cut out the part where I said that I was going to live stream my old the performance of my old album. Uh, yes, because uh, I realized it's not. This mm. month, it's next month. It's next month, it's and April I'm sure that we had plenty of people. Oh it, yeah! Did you go through the comments and see the people typing? Andy, you fool! Water bodies by Sister City <laughs> came out on April 28th, no. not March 28th. Nobody. You fool. I had like told several people via text that I was going to do that. <laughs> I didn't like force it into the conversation. Just people like, hey, you what haven't you spoken to in years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Every ex girlfriend. <laughs> um. So I, I texted some people and then I had to like tail between my legs, text them back and be like, uh, by the way, remember that that night that we were going to celebrate the 10th anniversary of that was actually in April. And I'm not going to do that thing. I said I was going to do. <laughs> you don't have to cancel and, your plans uh, anymore. Yeah. Nobody made fun of me. Everybody's brains are mush now. Anyway, yeah. everybody understood. Yeah. It's weird so. times out there. You know, those weren't the first technical difficulties that we ran into. Well, I guess they were the only technical difficulties we ran into, but we had a we had a lot of things planned for the live show and for yeah. uh, the spring future uh, that have hey, kind need, of gone awry. We need to pause. We'll get back into okay. that. And let's talk Please. about the things that have gone awry because of the dastardly virus. <laughs> but for now, Table Talk Newsletter just came in. Whoa. We're recording on a Tuesday afternoon, which we have never done before. Mm-hmm. I and, was uh, searching frantically for Table Talk this this morning. Yes. Oh, uh, for. Yeah. We're trying to find places to eat. <laughs> One in my inbox. Okay. So uh, Claire's got us a local bread locator and she starts wow. it off with two bread emojis. 
It's pretty cool. I'm not going to read her whole deal. <laughs> it's so funny. She's so funny. And there's like the, I don't know. We should do a another lot of bonus jokes. episode where we just read the tabletop <laughs> newsletter <laughs> every week. Uh, bread locator. Let's see what else she got in there. Where to buy bread when shelves are empty. Local market alternatives to, to the grocery store. Whoa, Claire out here doing God's work. How to give back during the COVID-19 outbreak. Missouri businesses now making hand sanitizer. I love I love tabletop. Yeah, it's really great. I look forward to it every it Tuesday. It's fantastic. Got to say, it's two thirty, Claire. It's supposed to be out by lunchtime. Hey, you know, <laughs> th- these are weird times. I'm sure that Claire had all sorts of things planned for this table talk newsletter that uh, have gone awry. I'm a hundred times. I'm not going to blow up her spot, but I know everyone at four one seven is working from home, mm-hmm. so you know that probably uh, she's probably playing Animal Crossing. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so let's move on. <laughs> I just thought it was funny that that arrived. It's like 1230. <laughs> She's like, oh, uh, I don't know, a bread locator. <laughs> She's been tending to Notorious her garden. Night Owl. She's going to hate this. <laughs> She's not going to hear it, but she would absolutely hate that this is happening. <laughs> okay, so we had plans for that live show, you were about to tell us mm-hmm. what those plans were, Daniel. We had planned for the live show to originally go to Hemingway's. Uh huh. Hemingway's <laughs> Blue Water Cafe <laughs> within Bass Pro Shops, which of course is now shut down. Yeah, and I had really been looking forward to slash dreading doing the historical segment on Hemingway's. Mm-hmm. It was going to be my spring break. We were going to get the buffet with Katie still. Uh huh. Uh huh. And. I had all the, all these ambitions. I was like, we got to divide and conquer the buffet. Mm-hmm. Like, we're going to go in there. We're going to look at it first. I'm like, have a notebook and like figure out who's going to eat what. I was so excited and so ready to do this horribly stupid thing. Oh, yeah. It was going to be really dumb. Yeah, super dumb. And I mean, it's, you know, it's the show. And um, we had a whole character segment uh, uh-huh. built out oh. with another character who was going to come by. This is, this will still happen. Yeah, we're not going to get too into good that. not to do it's too good to skip <laughs> it'll come back it's going to come back in the context in which we'd originally planned for it so don't worry about that <laughs> i've told a lot of people about it already because it's so funny that i couldn't resist so uh raise those expectations i gotta say it's Absolutely. good <laughs> it's, it's, it's gonna be an all-timer so yeah we planned on going to hemingway's blue water cafe and we were planning to do it uh, I think on the Sunday that we recorded with Zach, who actually, Zach from Pretending to Be People, people works for the company that owns Best of Luck and a couple mm-hmm. other businesses around. And he had set up, set up that show for us to benefit Ozark's Food Harvest. And as of the Sunday before the show, we were still planning on doing it because, yeah. you know, the bar's open. At that point, places hadn't gone full takeout. Places were still open. And so I think our philosophy at the time was like, if we're allowed to do it, we're going to do it. But then it became pretty clear, I think by like Monday night, yeah. that this wasn't going to happen. So yeah. we shifted the plan. Yeah, it, it, it was very quick that, that things kind of crumbled there. Yeah. Um, and then our future plans with the podcast as well. Well, the, we can get to that. But also, we found out uh, the first cases of the virus in Springfield. The uh. people went to Hemingway's. <laughs> they went there. Yeah. So crazy. Yeah. So crazy. They also went to Ocean's Inn. Which we spent a lot of time wow. talking about, but anyway, strange connections. Yeah, there. so we had teased this uh, <laughs> for the month of April and into May. It's been on the books for over a year. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and like I think in January, I had filled out the calendar with honestly very good guests mm-hmm. to do a mini series about the restaurants in the mall, and uh, we we can't do it. The mall is closed. <laughs> 
I think it's our fault. I think the I think, I think the virus is our fault. It's the universe deciding spring food mo. Yeah. Should, yeah, it's just gonna make it more difficult to do this show. Guess what? Guess what, world or universe? Cowards go dark. <laughs> <laughs> Have we said that on the air before? Um, I think we did around uh, Christmas time, or maybe whenever you were uh, sick, quarantining yeah. yourself. Um, I wasn't sick. I was uh, recovering from surgery. Yeah, not sick. Unsick. Unsick. Yeah, thankfully I didn't get sick during that time. But uh, cowards go dark has kind of been our mm-hmm. motto mm-hmm. on the show. We do not go dark. We will never <laughs> miss an episode. <laughs> we'll be here every Tuesday. We'll be here every second and fourth Friday for Tower Club members. It's not going to happen. Yeah, we might even be here more than that. Yeah. Like I've, I've got, I'm, I've got ambitions. I'm sure the, uh, the, the longer this self quarantine thing goes, the uh, less people are going to want to hear about things to do in quarantine. Uh-huh. But until then, boy, am I going to milk it for everything it's worth. <laughs> I, I think we got, we got some content to put Something out. Something happened in your throat when you said milk that was gross. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, anyway, so we are not struggling because it's, you know, it's easy to pick a restaurant, go to it and talk about it. But I was so excited about this menu series and I'm really disappointed that like a lot of the guests, I I want these guests, we we booked them specifically for talking about the mall. Yeah. You know, I want to have them on for that. So I don't want to just like have the same guests on. And then have them on two months later or in 2023, mm-hmm. whenever we're allowed to go to the mall again. Yeah. Maybe doing a lot of guestless shows Maybe, uh, yeah. coming up in the future, going back to the old days, mm-hmm. uh, which uh, I'm not necessarily excited for. But uh, I, I like the episodes that are just you and I. I, th- yeah. I think we have a lot of fun and they're not, we're not so hindered by our square guests. <laughs> I was thinking about this. We might be reaching out to some of the other podcasters in town since they have microphones. Sure. You know, if we can do some stuff remote, because I mean, I strongly suspect that we're going to go full lockdown sure. sooner rather than later. It may have already happened. I mean, it's two thirty right now. Uh, <laughs> we'll see what happens by three o'clock. It's that's how crazy it is. You just <laughs> never know. Um, but anyway, I hope everyone listening is doing well. I appreciate you uh, subscribing to the tower, joining the tower club. Absolutely. And, uh, listening to 18 minutes of totally inane banter so far <laughs> without a single Talk about a new restaurant, which well, is what you signed up for. You know, specifically about these episodes, um, I don't n- know how many new restaurants are going to be opening yeah. in the coming months. And uh, I uh, hopefully we'll be putting out a lot of content covering these restaurants that are remaining opening, remaining open with a uh, curbside service mm-hmm. and uh, drive through. But it seems this may be the last one of these for a little while. Yeah. Our next uh tower club episode we were supposed to talk about going to st louis and eating and seeing pearl jam <laughs> that's not happening we got to figure out what we're going to do for our next tower I've got club. an idea for that one okay mm. good <laughs> he winked at me <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> should we get into the new restaurants that we tried and by the way there's plenty opening we're supposed to open in the next couple months so as soon as the restaurant you know the new restaurants open we're going to be on it but you know it should be fine let's get into stuff we're going to try this week by oh, the way, boy. we're only doing three, but we both tried all three this time. Mm-hmm. We deviated from the structure immediately. <laughs> <laughs> we d- Well, we did have a fourth one planned, mm-hmm. but unfortunately, I think they closed probably a week or two ago. Yeah, like, let's, uh, let's not reveal that one. Yeah. 
because it's new and it's really, really cool sounding. And the moment it does so, come back open, we will definitely yeah. be there as quick as possible. Actually, I, we sent them, them a message today asking if they were doing takeout and said they're working on it. Yeah. So we'll see. Bread locator. Jeez, <laughs> 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 ah, I don't know. Uh, where do you find bread? So first on the docket today. Dibs Cafe. Cafe, Cafe Dibs. Cafe Dibs, as <laughs> it's actually called. <laughs> On November 14th, 2019, Feast Magazine contributor Tessa Cooper wrote, we got to find out who Tessa Cooper is and get her on the show. We want all these writers on the TC. show. <laughs> The team behind Springfield's acclaimed The Date Lady is opening a cafe. Located right next door to its Commercial Street production facility, Cafe Dibs opens for business on Saturday, November 23rd, serving coffee, baked goods, and savory bites. Since 2012, The Date Lady has been producing and, and internationally distributing items like its original date syrup, date sugar, chocolate spread, and chocolate caramel sauce. Next weekend, you can savor the Date Lady's products and everything from baked goods to a grab-and-go charcuterie tray. Ooh. We did not try any of the meat stuff. I think we just mostly stuck with breakfast. I didn't see any meat stuff available yeah. right now. Mm-hmm. They definitely had three salad options whenever I went, mm-hmm. but I went like before school. Actually, I went the last work day I had. Uh, it was the Friday before spring break. Teachers still went to work, and I've not been back to the school building since then. I only used the online menu yeah. for, for this one as well, so that may have been a little different there. It's in a cool space. Mm-hmm. Um, it used to be something totally different. Like I don't remember exactly what it was, but it was like a rundown little space until they renovated it. It's not where I thought it was. When you hear something no. on Commercial Street, uh, you think it's like right there in the main drag this Especially a, like a cafe. Yes. It's a little bit, it's quite a bit further west. Uh-huh. It's like even further west than White, White River. Yeah. Or it's west of Grant. Past the Brown Derby, yeah. past uh, Sonic. Sonic. Yeah. It's west of Grant over there. Um, so this is very small standalone building. Uh, I think probably the first cool place to move in down there. Uh, it's right across from the Date Lady factory or manufacturing or packaging mm-hmm. plant, whatever you call it. Which is where I ended up to pick up my order. Uh, the GPS took me to the the factory oh. and I had to kind of go around the block. Yeah, because I called them and they were like, "We we don't see you out here. You're you're not here. Got to fix that." Well, you know, um, not you, Google. Yeah, that was just a Google Maps problem. It, I was using the right address that they had given me. But the curbside ordering that they're doing right now is pretty great. I'm, mm-hmm. I've been using a lot of online ordering systems right now, and uh, there's definitely works. <laughs> cool. That <laughs> mean, we tried uh, a Grubhub order the other night that mm-hmm. was what forty five minutes late. Um, that's a whole thing. Oh, we don't need to get oh, well, into we'll it. get into delivery yeah. here with our next segment. <laughs> uh, I got to go inside for mine because it was before all this went down. It was like mm-hmm. two weeks ago. Uh, the base color inside is is really bright white. Everything has a texture, kind of lived-in quality that I really enjoyed. I feel like when new places open now, they mostly have like these hyper-modern sensibilities, and I liked the Cafe Dibs aesthetic. I thought it was like refreshingly different from the hyper-modern modern modernity of other places. <laughs> it was like kind of a clean, bright, almost Scandinavian vibe in there hmm. somehow. Yeah, it's really neat inside is what I'm saying. There's only like four to six chairs so if you you know you could go with somebody and have a like quiet conversation yeah, absolutely a little cafe vibe yeah so what uh what'd you get to drink oh boy andy oh boy <laughs> are, are you familiar with the date lady products have you ever had no. any of those no have you seen them on the shelves yes i for I, sure. I think i've we had a bottle of it for a while that that we used just the regular date syrup that we really liked uh-huh. um but you know what i have to say date lady 
Sorry, I'm taken. Okay. I was, the brain I was actively <laughs> resisting. <laughs> I mean, isn't it, uh, is it Indiana Jones that has a date joke? Bad date. I think that's right. Oh. <laughs> Let's move on. That, that, I'm pretty sure what I said was funnier than anything <laughs> that happens in Indiana Jones. <laughs> okay. What'd you get to drink? I had the brain brew, Andy, mm. uh, for my brain. Sounds like a good choice for you. Yeah, absolutely. I, I had it. Uh, I literally just went by there immediately before recording. Uh, so I've still got about half of it here. It is a coffee drink with ghee, MCT oil, espresso, and steamed milk. Now, I don't know what MCT oil is. I know that my girlfriend has made me drink it before. So I'm going to go ahead and say that it's good for your brain. Yeah, uh, I think that's the that brain need it. boosting function here. Uh, ghee is, of course, clarified butter. Oh, have you ever had like a butter coffee? I have put butter in coffee in mm-hmm. my house because I've heard it's good and it's fine. Makes it really rich, obviously. Yeah. But I that's, that's not what I'm looking for when I'm drinking coffee. Yeah, so that's what I would say about this drink. Very rich, buttery. Um, it almost tastes like a croissant in the form of a coffee. Don't you mean croissant? Uh, it all, Sorry, let me take that again. It almost tastes like a croissant. Croissant. A croissant in, in the form <laughs> of a coffee or uh-huh. cafe au lait. Au lait! <laughs> I gotta say, you know, I'm, I'm not a big fan of the butter in the coffee either. It just kind of makes more of a meal out of it. But if I lived a little closer and could hit that up in the morning very quickly, I can. I'm definitely feeling a nice buzz off of it. Oh, and uh, uh, I hear it kind of runs through your system and gets you all cleaned out with that ghee there. Oh, so uh, that might good. be a nice thing in the well, morning. Use your own bathroom, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> Backyards that way. <laughs> but yeah, it's pretty tasty. What what'd you have to drink, Andy? I drank something called. The Cafe Dibs. Uh, uh, no, what did you have to drink, It's Andy? the titular drink. The Cafe <laughs> Dibs. As What's it, that mean? It means it's the title. I mean, it has milk in it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. That's the kind of content you only get with the Tower Club. It episodes. absolutely is, because I'm not editing. <laughs> There's yet to be anything I feel like I need to edit out. No. As far as pauses. Anyway. That's a little joke just for Dan. (laughs) Uh, Espresso, steamed milk, date syrup, and handmade whipping cream. That's a Cafe Dibs Mm -hmm. at Cafe Dibs. I got to watch the barista make the drink. It was just her working, just one person. Uh, A lot of craft and care went into it. She nailed the latte art when she poured the steamed milk into the espresso. It was like the perfect level of heat, too. You know, sometimes you get that coffee that's way, way, mm-hmm. way too hot. Actually, I was with somebody the other day who got McDonald's coffee, and they couldn't drink it for like 10 minutes. Yeah. It's just insanely hot. The, the Stella situation. Yeah. What? The uh, the fame infamous uh, lady who spilled coffee on herself and was severely burned because the McDonald's coffee is far too hot. Oh. And it's the reason we now have uh, labels on coffee lids that say caution may contain uh, hot liquid. Wow. 
You learn something every and, day. You know what? I think I learn more than one thing every day. Well, here's the thing, Andy. People made fun of her, and there was a uh, fake awards for like dumb things people sue over Weird. called the Stella Awards, named after her. But in reality, she was actually very severely burned, yeah. and the coffee was way hotter than it ever should have been in a flimsy McDonald's I, cup. I had nothing but empathy for that person in that I situation. Know. I didn't know that was a whole thing. Oh, I mean, it was a whole like a series of books. It, w- it was a, an absolute whole thing andy i just want our listeners to appreciate that neither of us yelled out stella like neither <laughs> of us took the low-hanging fruit there oh well neither of us are cultured enough to uh, pull out a yourself. reference like that <laughs> i've seen a production in this movie of a streetcar named desire i could have done it i didn't i made a choice <laughs> this means something I need it to mean something i don't know somebody more cultured would have yelled it <laughs> <laughs> Now, somebody very cultured would uh, insist on yelling that they know what a streetcar named Desire is. <laughs> I desire that people know that. Now, can I remember who wrote it? That's a whole other question. Tennessee Williams? Is that right? Who knows? Um, Virginia Slim. <laughs> <laughs> I think was the writer behind that one. Yeah, she called it, they call it actually Wolf Down on Cigarettes. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, Cafe Dibs from the Cafe Dibs. Okay, when it arrived in front of me, it was not hot. It was like immediately drinkable, but still warm enough that sure. I wasn't like, this is too cold. I wonder what the window is, the actual temperature that you can get with the coffee that makes it satisfying. Like not too hot, not too cold, and how long it stays within the window. I don't know, but I had the same experience. Even mm-hmm. with my uh, snafu getting there, I, it was probably an extra two minutes on top of when I was supposed to pick it up. That's great. I mean, it's really important. You'll have this happen at other local coffee shops. It's too hot or too cold. They serve coffee that was the exact right temperature. Mm-hmm. You watch this season of Kirby Enthusiasm? Yes, yes, yeah. Are we thinking about this too? <laughs> Very much so. yeah, yeah, okay. I, didn't, I haven't finished it yet. I haven't watched uh, the, other, the finale. Anyway, it's pretty good. This, now, as far as like the taste of this coffee, well, you know, I talked about the heat level, <laughs> which is great. The taste, uh, I'm not normally a sweet coffee person. Are you a sweet coffee person? Um, no, no, I typically yeah. go black coffee. Yeah, whenever we have it here, I've observed you not even using the cream that I set out. Mm-mm. I mean, it's very wasteful of you because I do dump it out every time. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. So. I, I like cream <laughs> sometimes, but I, I feel like black is just kind of the way to go. Yeah. Um, I typically take coffee black with just a little cream myself. This was a very great version of a sweet espresso drink. It was hot, creamy, and rich. And yeah, it was very sweet. But the fact that it was made with date syrup almost gave it like a caramel sweetness. Yeah. Uh, I love caramel. If I'm going to get something sweet, that's, they a, do a, that's caramel a type of caramel that I syrup, really like. I, there's no surprise. So I was way into this drink. I thought it was really good. I thought it was really good. So uh, Sounds good. If you hadn't have ordered it, that was what I was going to yeah. go for. But. Oh, it's the Dedict, isn't it? I should have let you. Oh, I, I guess I don't observe the Dedict on the Tower oh, Club. Okay, episode. sure. That's canon now. <laughs> cool. Because, because I forgot it existed. Or maybe it doesn't apply to drinks, only food. No, I like what I said. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, I tried an uh, orange date scone. Ooh, that sounds great. That wasn't on the menu today. That's also a thing from Kirby Enthusiasm, talking about the scones <laughs> <laughs> this season. Uh, they've been on my mind a lot because of that. Um, that show like posits that scones are generally not good, uh, that they are inherently too dry. So what do you think about scones in general? Um, I enjoy a scone. I, I didn't used to. I, I think my girlfriend first in, introduced me to the first scone that I really liked. Uh, but I think it toes a, a fine line there between like 
kind of a a dry crumble, but not so dry to the point where it's just I've had some the like the first scone experience I had was definitely way too dry and turned me off to them entirely. Yeah. I I think the dryness is somewhat important because they're for dipping or dunking. That was also a problem was this was pre coffee drinking. Oh, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Well, um this scone did not look like any scone I'd ever tried before. And I mean that in a good way. First, it was like this deep reddish orange brown, and it had a thin layer of some kind of glaze over the top, uh, almost like a glazed donut would. Ooh, I like that. I ordered it warm, and the barista warmed it up in a, like, a cool little oven contraption they had behind the counter. It was like bigger and cooler looking than a toaster oven, mm-hmm. like clearly you know, professional food sure. service product. Uh, the taste and texture were quite different from your average scone as well. It was a little cakey, a little crumbly, much more moist than I've been trained to expect from a scone. Uh, honestly, it was more like a really good date cookie than a scone. Ooh. Um, there's a they little also s- have date cookies. Uh, I did not try one. Should have. Why didn't you bring one? <laughs> Maybe I did. Oh, no. <laughs> there was a little sweetness to it, but like nothing too intense. In fact, it was almost like an artificial sweetness, like a stevia flavor. That's obviously because the sugar source is not what we're used to. It's, you know, date. That whatever I don't know if it's date syrup or whatever they use for the sugar in there. That's where the sweetness comes from. Only a few bites had a little orange flavor, and those were the best bites, ones with a hint of citrus. This might all sound negative, but it's not. I liked the scone. It's maybe not something I'm dying to go get again, but if I wanted to have, you know, like I said, a quiet conversation with somebody over a small breakfast, wouldn't hesitate to get the scone again. It was tasty. What, what'd you get? What'd you try? You listen to Doughboy's Double today? Was, yes. <laughs> a lot of scone talk on that oh, one, really? too. Yeah. Huh. I don't remember that, but man, that was almost unlistenable. <laughs> almost unlistenable because they're going remote. And I would have edited like 20 minutes out of that episode. <laughs> I, it I drove it. me insane. I love the nonsense. <laughs> okay. You know, take Keep. different, different uh, floats for different folks. I mean, maybe I haven't finished it. That's why I haven't gotten to the scum. But anyway, go ahead. Cinnamon roll, Andy. I had a cinnamon roll right here in front of me. It's uh, icing is still precari- precariously on the... Uh, uh, headphone cord it's here procreating <laughs> it's, it's, uh, the icing is procreating uh-huh. on the top yep uh, <laughs> this is described as a made from scratch with grain free flour and a maple cream cheese frosting cinnamon roll andy yeah i gotta say this doesn't look like your t- typical cinnamon roll yeah. as you first observed you said it looks a little dry on the outside i don't know what your exact words were but i think that was the gist of it and it is a little dry on the outside, but on the inside, Andy, as they say, that's what counts. <laughs> it's very moist in there. A uh, ton of uh, almost, dare I say, date flavor Yeah, in the uh, cinnamon sugar mixture there, or I guess cinnamon date syrup <laughs> mixture. And the maple cream cheese is absolutely pooled on top of it, like a, a like a mashed potato that you've pushed down with your spoon and uh-huh. then just poured gravy in there. That's how much I'm talking. And it's really good. I really, really enjoy this cinnamon roll. Uh, the <laughs> I almost called it the gravy. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of a gravy color to it. it. You're right. It does. And, uh, I, you know, gravy's not always a brown or white gravy. You know, That's what in, I always in say. the Sopranos, they, they call just t- tomato sauce gravy. So uh, as they say in the Sopranos, the gravy's good tonight. Okay. And, uh, and I, I like the cinnamon roll. 
Did you get anything else, Andy? Yeah, I got a caramel dream bar. Ooh. So far, everything I tried has tasted like caramel a little bit already, the drink and the scone. Uh, the caramel dream just makes a subtext text. But that's what I assumed <laughs> would happen, I should say. The bottom layer looks to be a solid chocolate bar. Okay, so it's like a, it's like a bar with three layers. It's uh-huh. like maybe an inch high, and it's like a square with square corners. So, yeah, the bottom layer looks to be a solid chocolate bar, and it's, you know, like half a centimeter or something. The middle, I'm assuming, is made from dates. It's some kind of, like, brownish red blended up and solidified uh, substance. The top is a much lighter shade. looks like icing from a distance, but whenever you get up close and look at it, uh, and also when you touch it, you notice it's solid and firm. It looks to be some kind of condensed mealy substance. Uh, when you bite it, the top two layers have much more give than the bottom. It kind of destroys the shape of the whole thing instantly because it takes some serious pressure to snap uh, the chocolate bar. The top layer is like a soft cookie and the middle layer has no give at all. In fact, it's like the top two layers mostly just added texture to the much stronger flavor of the chocolate bar. And it really just made me wish I was eating a high quality chocolate bar without the other stuff sure. getting in the way. Also, weirdly, of the three things that I tried, this one had the least noticeable caramel flavor, <laughs> despite saying caramel in the name. So I didn't dislike it. It was just, uh, I don't know, just kind of on a design level. I was not so into this one. I almost got that one because it looks really it, good yep. on their site. Um, I almost got it just to have something that you and I both had. And uh, instead, I went with our little mystery item oh, here boy. today. Oh, boy, is right, Andy. I've got a Bonanza cookie chocolate chip. Yeehaw! And that is the end of the description that the website gives. Okay. So uh, I'm going to let you pull this out of the bag. I'm just going to pinch off a little just bit. Just pinch off a little because bit. Because I have to go eat somewhere else for the show right after this. So I'm, we're going to go ahead and try these together. Is that the plan? Mm-hmm. It seems like an oatmeal cookie to begin with here. Like a no-bake. Like a no-bake. It's like eating a pureed date with some chocolate. Yeah, it's pretty datey, pretty <laughs> chocolatey, good amount of granola in there. I eat two dates every day. Do you know this? I ate a child-sized RX bar for breakfast every day. Ooh. Except for today when I just made pancakes. I saw that on your Instagram. Those look pretty good. Working from home, made some cornmeal pancakes. You know, an entire batch for one grown man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, why not? Yeah, they the were good. Times. They Do were it. good. I, I used to like just eating dates straight up, not not even in anything. Oh, yeah. They gave me one when I went in. Um, oh, really? It, it wasn't the date lady herself that was working. I believe it was the date lady's husband's sister. The date lady's sister-in-law hmm. was the barista that day, and she gave me a fresh date. I guess they sweetened them. They, oh, wow. Uh, and so it was very sweet. It was very tasty. And uh, because I'm dumb, I just put the whole thing in my mouth and didn't take a bite. So then I had to go spit out the seed, <laughs> uh, which is, you know, just a dumb thing that I, I don't had think to do. I've ever had one with the seeds. Oh, still no in kidding. It, so, yeah. It's an experience. It's fun. Yeah. And she looked at me and she, she was very nice. She didn't give me the scorn that I deserve. She says, oh, trash cans over there. But she saw me <laughs> do she, it. She sees it happen all the time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You could tell it's just a normal part of her day. So it's worth checking out Cafe, Cafe Dibs, I think. Cafe Dibs. Pretty good. Yeah. You know, date lady. Sorry, I'm taken. Oh, boy. Speaking of taken, we got some takeout uh, from some other places this week. (laughs) 
Speaking of taken, I have a very specific set it. of skills. <laughs> and I'm going to go and uh, <laughs> never mind. You know, it's, uh, the sequel, the premise is that the families of all the people that he killed in the first movie are mad at him. <laughs> it's great. I was trying to turn that into a joke and it didn't work. So the next place we both tried was Katrina's. Let me give a little rundown. Katrina's Cantina. Katrina's Mexican Kitchen and Cantina. Oh, excuse I believe. me. Uh, did I get it right? Yes, I did. In a newsletter article published on January 12th of this year, it's this place. We got to decide exactly what new means. This is going to get harder and harder. <laughs> and so we yeah. cover more new, new quote unquote places. The new restaurants are going to start being like six months old. Whatever. <laughs> no actual new restaurants uh-huh. open. So uh, reporter Katie Cole, another uh, person who should come on the show, wrote the following about Katrina's Mexican kitchen and cantina. Alejandro Hernandez is no stranger to the family business. His family has owned the beloved El Maguey and El Puente locations in Springfield sure. for years. And Hernandez has spent most of his adult life in the profession. And while Hernandez spent time opening higher-end Mexican restaurants in North Carolina for a few years, he decided to move back to Springfield recently. He said he thought the community of Springfield, and this is in quotes, I do not like this word, and it's well-established, Springfield foodies would love his <laughs> modern concept. I wondered, why do you only see this on the East or West Coasts? Why don't you see this in Springfield? He said. So he put that vision to work in the Queen City at his new restaurant, Katrina's Mexican Kitchen and Cantina at 2925 East Battlefield Road. Wow. Not a fan of the word foodie. They just don't like it. You know, I've, I've, come, back, come, I've come back around to simply not caring. I don't really care, but it's a fun thing to whine about, Dan. I don't know. You Love seem pretty angry right now. That It's fun. That vein on your forehead is uh, <laughs> bulging. <laughs> no, no, no. I got three, and then they all coalesce in the middle to make one big vein. <laughs> yeah, it is. Sick. <laughs> you look like uh, the hammerhead guy from Dick Tracy. <laughs> Not, haven't seen it. Don't know it. So uh, let's get into... Katrina's Mexican Kitchen and Cantina. Did you go to their website? I did. Did you see the Sugar Skull lady smoking the cigarette? Yeah, on their welcome page. Their their whole aesthetic, like their design, is really cool. They have yeah. a lot of really cool stuff it on the outside. Very cool too. It's all it's very modern. It has like a darkness to it. It's yeah. got a little edge. <laughs> the the go to their website. Just the first welcome page mm-hmm. is uh eerily spooky and it uh it uh it made me really want to try it. Yeah. I went there, I believe, the, I don't know. It was before the full lockdown. Mm-hmm. You could still sit down at restaurants. And it was a Saturday afternoon that would have typically been a very busy time. And it was me and a couple. I just sat at the bar and everyone there talked to me. Mm-hmm. Like everyone that was working yeah. there was just like clearly so bored and just wanted to engage with another human being. You know me. I was like happy to talk. Classic human being. (laughs) (laughs) That's so good. (laughs) You know me. Uh, So I got the full rundown of the menu. You know, he's like, try this, try this, try this. And I wound up going uh, with a, I got a margarita and I got a sampler. So it's going to be maybe difficult to structure because I have a bunch of different stuff to talk about. Uh, I know that you got takeout just a couple days ago, so you mm-hmm. probably did not get a beverage while you were there. I did not. So I got the La Catrina Margarita. You heard of margaritas? They're like usually a fun color. Got tequila in it, um, salt around uh, the rims of the glasses. I've heard of the pizza. Mm, it's not the same. Mm. I mean, you could like blend one up and put it into a glass and say, yeah, I got your oh. margarita, baby. 
Oh, a margarita drink. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, I've had that. <laughs> <laughs> so it's got tequila blanco, gran gala, orange lime, organic agave, and salt. It was uh, very strong. Nice. It, it could have been because I was the only person there, and they were happy to have somebody patronizing the business that day. It was also went down smooth. So it was mixed really well. Mm-hmm. So you could clearly taste the alcohol like strongly, but then it also went down really easy. It usually isn't like that. You know, it's one or the other. More sweet than sour. Still had a lot of tequila flavor. It was so good. It was like so much better than your standard margarita from a mix. Or like it's cool to do like a tap margarita now, which is not even close to being as good as uh, an actual real honest uh, handmade. Handmade. <laughs> yeah, handmade margarita. <laughs> like those honest margaritas. They like put, those margaritas that tell the truth. They really get their hands in there. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I want these days. So uh, that's my margarita. Did you get some chips and salsa with your takeout order? I did, and I was a big fan of the salsa. The chips were just fine. Um, mm. You know, they were delivered to me. I actually didn't get a takeout order. Oh. I went straight delivery Whoa. with Katrina's, and uh, I guess this is as good a time as any to get into it. Fantastic delivery system there. It's not through Grubhub or uh, what are the what are the other companies? DoorDash, Uber Eats, Do- DoorDash, yeah. Um, Postmates. Those services are horrible. They're bad. Um, All of them. Just in the way that they're structured and the way that their employees are paid and the actual service that they provide. They are uh, seemingly essential now um, yeah. to it's our existence. Um, it It is a lot of places only delivery. And, uh, you know, during this time of lockdown, I, I will allow places to say that they have delivery whenever they just offer Grubhub or DoorDash. Uh-huh. But once this is done, if you're still saying you have delivery and it's through one of those services, that I'm, I'm, striking, a, I'm striking a half star off. Oh. Straight up. I hate that. That's so many places, Dan. <laughs> You're going to go back and deduce your ratings or deduct stars from ratings you've already given? Yeah, I, mean, I am. You have to do some substantial deducing. Hey, I'm doing it. <laughs> Mark my words. <laughs> I'm going to go back and listen to all the episodes, and then we're going to have a special episode where I run down each of my new <laughs> scores. <laughs> yeah, so, you go ahead and do that so project. That's for fine. That. Have fun. Uh, yeah. Katrina's, though, thankfully, has its own dedicated delivery service. Uh, which they are waiving the fee for right now. Nice. I'm sure that that's not an all-time thing, but in this time of crisis, they're doing it. Uh, so I had mine delivered to me. It was very quick. It was at like 3 p.m. on yeah. a Sunday, so not the busiest time of day. But uh, yeah, I, I'm just so thankful for places with a, de- a dedicated delivery. Who knows if they even had that before this all started or if that was yeah. just a recent addition. It may be to put their uh, people to work. Absolutely. You know, give them yeah. something to do. Which I think more places should do if, mm. they're, if they're only offering curbside pickup there. But uh, yeah, I just really loved it. Should I get into what I got? Absolutely. And let you run down your full thing there. I got the two chimichangas, mm. Andy. And I went with the carnitas. And boy, some tasty carnitas. Did, did you happen to try it with all of yours? I did not have any pork, I don't think. Nice and fatty. Not like uh, to where there was any type of chew to it, but uh-huh. like a, a melty fat that kind of runs off of it. I guess you'd call that grease, but sure. it wasn't like red grease, just a nice clear mm, just <laughs> mm, getting me excited just thinking oh, about boy. it. These are uh, filled deep fried flour tortillas with queso, lettuce, pico de gallo, crema, 
guacamole served with Mexican rice and refried beans. I went for just the rice because I'm a little rice boy. <laughs> Not as crispy as some chimichangas, uh, particularly the purple burrito, big honking boy. That's a real crisper. But the there are HB. two of them <laughs> side by side. Uh, man, really tasty, Andy. I, I, I was a big fan of these. Uh, just smothered in guacamole and the crema, which I, I, I think I'm going to go on record here with the show and say that I prefer a crema or just like classic cream to sour cream okay. on my Mexican nice. food. Nice. Yeah. Bold statement. I know. Yeah. And uh, I, admire, I just hope I admire, the listeners will back me up in this time. I just admire that you'll, you'll, mm-hmm. you're willing to stand for what you mm-hmm. believe in. Mm-hmm. You know? Very brave. Very okay. brave of me. <laughs> I got the Mercado <laughs> Sampler, which had a lot of different items on it. I just thought it'd be a good way to, obviously, talk about a bunch of different stuff. Notice you're not taking a hard stance either way on the crema sour cream uh, I, line. I leave so. it to the chef. Whatever the chef feels is appropriate. Mm, okay. Sure. I respect the art. That's one way to take a non-stance. <laughs> it's a, It seems like it's full stance to me. Well, if one of us is brave and the other one... Yeah, I'm a coward. Okay. <laughs> but neither of us will go dark. Okay. 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 I got the Mercado sampler. I'm going to start with, uh, you know, something that's going to be one of the most obvious choices. Sure. At a Mexican restaurant. It's uh, buffalo wings. <laughs> yeah. They also have fried calamari. Yeah. That's, yeah. That seems really cool. <laughs> All right. Um, breaded fried buffalo wings. Mm-hmm. I like that they were breaded. It was bone in, but they oh, were yeah. also breaded, which Love is kind of cool. Um, not sure why they're here. But it was a pretty good buffalo sauce, and it was good that the wings had uh, that thin breading on it. I mean, this is a neutral statement, maybe even a positive statement, but these reminded me of uh, store-bought microwavable TGI Friday's wings. I used to get when I uh, worked at Target. would just go pick those up for my lunch break. Never know? had them. They're good. They're fine. Um, almost tasted like leftovers of uh, something that had been crunchy before. They weren't crunchy, but they tasted like they had been crunchy in the past. <laughs> you know exactly what I'm talking I, about. I do. No, that's a great describer mm-hmm. i love it so those were fine i did ask him about it actually no no the the dude who owns the place came up and asked me he's like what do you think about those it's like oh they're pretty good he's like we just have them here so people can watch football oh sure so i actually wrote these notes before that happened that's great but uh so yeah it's pretty smart pretty smart it's like the only thing on the menu like that so you just come in and order a whole bunch of those if you're somebody that doesn't want to have mexican food at the mexican restaurant for some reason insane all right i also got chicken tinga taquitos Looked crispier than they really were, unfortunately. Looked almost like a crispy spring roll on the outside. The end bites had a really nice char on them. Like, you know how the chicken, like the meat will stick out the end of a taquito? Those were like charred black. Um, They were good dippers. Uh, Not something I ever order again, though, because it was not crispy. They were very soft, and the only crunch came from those charred parts on the end. It's a bummer. Got to have hard taquitos. They looked way better than they tasted to me, which is unfortunate. Uh, I don't know. It's still a nice addition to the platter, I guess, as far as the way it all looked, which is what, I, that's what I'm wanting with the platter just for mm. it to look good. You know? mm. Got a Monterey cheese quesadilla. I had been excited for this when it showed up. Uh, it came with like this diagonal drizzle of some kind of orangish chipotle sauce over the top. Um, when I bit into it, though, um, there's almost no cheese. Almost none at all. Whoa. Kind of couldn't believe how little cheese came in the quesadilla. Um it didn't have much grill flavor from the browning on the outside either. I found myself dipping the quesadilla into queso to get some cheese flavor on the quesadilla. Um, this wasn't good. I mean, it was. it's not often that I actively dislike eating something, but it was just like 
dry, flavorless tortilla that I had to dip into cheese to make taste like cheese. That sucks. Yeah, you know? it wasn't uh, great. It, it's it's kind of hard to screw up a quesadilla there. And uh, let's hope that that was just yeah. a uh, a bad day. <laughs> yeah, it it came with queso and guacamole. Uh, it was very thin cheese sauce, not like most cheese dips I tried. I liked it, but it's really just melted cheese, like not anything particularly special. It didn't have any like chipotle or any sort of Mexican seasoning zip to it either. Mm. It was just melted cheese. Didn't get a chance to try the queso. Yeah. Now, I did get some street corn, and I'm a big fan of street corn. Mm-hmm. Sometimes whenever you order it, well, a lot of times when you order it, you don't know what you're going to get. It's going to be a cup of like cream corn that sp- has some spice in it. Yeah, it's what are we be... talking like asphalt street, <laughs> like a gravel road? <laughs> Uh-huh. What type? <laughs> dirt road. Don't, you know, if it's a dirt road, don't order the street corn. Yeah, yeah you're going to want to stay away mm-hmm. from the street corn. <laughs> That's a good one, Dan. Uh, sometimes we get the actual corn on the cob that's like been mm-hmm. slathered yeah. and seasoned. Uh, this was that. <laughs> <laughs> one third of an ear of corn on a skewer smothered with butter and sprinkled with some kind of salty red seasoning and finely grated cotilla cheese. Ooh, this was awesome. I love it. Um, the corn itself had no give to it at all. It was like so savory and spicy, not hot spicy, but like just a very strong flavor and nice. the texture of the corn was just perfect. Something, sometimes you can get corn that's really chewy, not quite cooked, or sometimes it could be overcooked. This is awesome. This was the best thing that I ate there. I want that right now and I want to eat it into the microphone. <laughs> Man, we were going to do a Lote Stone Tonio in the mall, but mm-hmm. no luck on mm-hmm. that. I have to wait on it. Wait on it. That's the best straight corn in town. I'm just going to say right now. We were going to eat at the Gap. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, but that fell through. The local gap, they're closed just now. like that joke did. <laughs> uh, there are also plantains. These are fat fried slices of plantain, just unadorned, just sitting there on their own, blackened on the edges and crispy. Great mushy texture and mild fruit flavor on the inside. These had a much actual fruitier flavor than the. We've had, tried plantains a couple mm-hmm. places recently. This tasted fruity, and I really? mean that in a, in a great way. I don't, it wasn't exactly banana. You know how that is. It's sort of between banana and sweet potato. Uh, loved it. Yeah, all the plantains, plantains I've ever had have just been kind of a you know, starchy yeah. flavor. Not, I wouldn't describe them as fruity. Yeah. Here's the thing. It came with two. Two plantains. Oh. And this is the size of these plantains. You should have gotten a whole, like half your plate full of them with mm. an order. Like it, it was that size. It was crazy that there were only two of them. But they were very, very good. I did savor them. Uh, I, took, I took four total bites of those two plantains. Um, they had guacamole. It's pretty salty. Had some big old chunks of avocado in it. Got a very, very small portion. It was like, what are those things called that are about this big, Dan? They're little tinies. Little tiny <laughs> canisters. I, I probably had more than that just served on top of my uh, chimichanga. There was a ton on top That's of awesome. There. I'm happy for you. I will say that there was like no pico de gallo in this. It was just like crushed up avocado. Not even that crushed up because there were big chunks in there with added salt is what it tasted like. No pico. Oh, no. Exactly. That's what I thought on the inside. Uh, I wish I'd have gotten an entree there. I really wish I'd have gotten an entree because this is just a review of an appetizer platter on a day when they were not busy. So who knows how different their preparation stuff was in that situation. But um, it's a neat space. It's, mm-hmm. it's one of these places that does have the hyper-modern look. It's very similar to your Cantina Laredo or your La Paloma in terms of like the city Mexican style. Um, and everyone there was so nice. Everyone oh, there was so nice and friendly and wanted to talk, which was fun. So the guy gave me the elbow bump on the way out. You nice. Know, how it goes. 
I, I don't I don't believe in the elbow bump. I think we got to figure something else out. I oh, it's like all about the shoes, baby. The shoes? You kick oh, somebody? Yeah, you, you seen that? Yeah, it's the, uh, I think it's called just the Wuhan handshake. You just tap tap, oh. tap your uh, foot well, next to another. I think the thing should be the going in for the handshake, but then slicking the hair back. Both of you do it. I think that should be I like that. the greeting. I like that. Just make it a positive thing. We're friends is what we're doing. Yep. So it becomes, it used to be about disrespect. And now it's about respect. It used to be a huge psych. Yeah. Well, yeah. You, you, you want to show someone you don't respect them by refusing to shake their hand. But now you show someone you respect them by refusing mm-hmm. to shake their hand. Mm-hmm. So you uh, smooth your own hair. It used to be like, psych. And now it's like, psych. <laughs> okay. <You know? laughs> Positive psych. All right. So let's get into our last restaurant here at an hour into this episode. Oh, my goodness. And uh, good thing we don't have much to talk about here with this one. <laughs> <laughs> We went to Margo. This we is sure did. this is so exciting. Margo originated last year as a pop-up project by experienced Springfield chef Drake Tillman. In January 2020, Margo began occupying the Artisan's Oven space on Commercial Street during that business's off hours to serve a rotating menu of seasonal entrees 4 days a week. Tillman is currently at work renovating a different building on Commercial Street and hopes to open a standalone restaurant called Elkhart and the Robertson sometime soon i love the name name. really love the name (laughs) he says that when that happens he intends to keep margo going on the side as well thank you to lillian stone for writing that article (laughs) she's she was booked for an episode (laughs) probably not going to happen now because i can't imagine she's going to be leaving chicago to come down yeah it's a bummer she's so funny it's a big bummer uh a lot of Chicago guests that we tried to get uh-huh. that won't be able to come anymore. Mm-hmm. MJ. He's <laughs> uh, <laughs> you got it, me. It, man, we were right we were right on the cusp of getting Hannibal Barras. Yeah. <laughs> yes. We had him booked. Yeah. It's not yeah. coming down. And now. Tony Trim. Oh, He's also boy. just too busy collecting rent from his tenants. <laughs> Yeah, Hannibal, if you're listening to these uh, to these bonus episodes, <laughs> please give some leeway on the rent you're charging. <laughs> he, he seems increasingly like not that great a guy, but let's go ahead. Margo, man, you, you have to look up the menu online. Mm-hmm. They do not have paper menus. Eddie Burdenking talked about her, a meal she'd had at Margo, and if she's on the show like two months ago or whatever. And yeah, we had our, you had to have your phone out to pick what mm-hmm. you wanted to eat because it's a rotating menu. But they still chastise you and say, put your phone away, <laughs> which I thought it was a little weird. <laughs> that is so not true. Our server was fantastic. Oh, absolutely deserving awesome. of the uh, service medal or whatever it's yeah, called. We're not going to say we all that garbage on this, on this episode, yeah. but uh, she gets it. We started with bread and butter. Oh, we sure did, Andy. An artisan's oven sourdough and garlic mm-hmm. butter, to be precise. Weekly bread selection with seasonal butter. Or spread. Mm. They're not holding to the butter. If they got a good Mm -mm. spread, they'll give you that spread. (laughs) (laughs) She did look at us weird whenever you kept asking, you got got any spread this week? (laughs) (laughs) Could you you spread me? (laughs) We should say this was (laughs) immediately before the full lockdown. Um, Oh, we sat there and just were anxious. They just only talked about how anxious we were. Yeah, this was... I can. Re- I wish I could remember what actual it day was it was on. But probably Thursday, about two weeks ago. It was the last Thursday the students were in school, mm-hmm. I believe. Yeah. yeah. I really liked the bread and butter. Yeah. It was it was a lovely uh sourdough had a huge crunchy uh kind of crust to it. I, as 
I, I don't mean it was a huge piece of bread, but well, it had a huge crunch to it. Yeah, we should say this is in the artisan's oven space. Yeah. Yeah, I, that was part of the bio, bio thing that I read, but yeah. So they are nice enough to share that bread as well. <laughs> Please share that bread, artisan's <laughs> oven. Three thick half slices of mm. sourdough, two pads of garlic butter that look like poached eggs. They're like in the shape of poached eggs. You know what I'm saying, Dan? I do know what you're saying. I well, you that. were there. They were also garnished with some kind of green sprig, the pads of butter were. Butter didn't have much of a garlic flavor that I could detect, but it was still rich and creamy. Definitely house-made because it was creamier than any store-bought stuff you'd ever find. Uh, bread was pretty great. The crust sides were like a solid inch and a quarter across. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oof, so much crust. I love crust. Listen up, children. <laughs> Eat your crusts. You're missing out on the best part of the bread. But That's how I talk to kids. Despite having a very crunchy crust, still pretty soft on the inside. Yeah. yeah. Um, the crust itself had a lot of give, too, it, it, even though it still had crunch to it. Great texture. Inside, soft and airy. Generally, very tasty bread. Mm-hmm. Love that bread. Good bread. Uh-huh. Very tasty bread. Love that bread. We split a large salad lyonnaise. Ooh, a large salad lyonnaise. <laughs> a Dijonnaise pickled onion lardons, herbed croutons. Mm-hmm. We had to look up what lardons were, which I guess we'll get to in a second. Bitter greens. Uh-huh. That's not what a lardon is. That's just me <laughs> talking about this uh, salad. Bitter greens lightly coated with dressing. A real star here with the pickled onions and the lardons. A lardon is a strip or cube of fatty bacon. Ooh. It is actually bacon with the lard on. For oh, real. okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like if I was in charge of naming things. <laughs> <laughs> it's also cut into pretty precise mm-hmm. like sizes to get uh, that like mix of meat and fattiness on yeah, there. Yeah, definitely. If you could get a bite of the salad with some onion, a crouton, and a lard on, oh, it was just fantastic. A uh, mix of textures and blend of flavors were mild, but totally complimentary. Like, this was clearly thoughtfully composed. Absolutely. Lovely salad. It, you get the choice between a Dijonese or a herb vinaigrette. I think you wanted the herb vinaigrette, and I wanted the Dijonese. I Then we def, we defaulted to what our server said. So what do you think? And she went with Dijonese. Yeah. So way to go. She was right. It was good. Yeah. I, I slipped her that $20 bill that I was peeking out from under the table. <laughs> uh, yeah. Really good salad. Oh, great. Happily Fantastic. eat it with a little protein on it as a meal for lunch or something. Probably the best salad either of us have had for the show. Ah, almost, ah, almost certainly. I don't remember any others. So mm. I've definitely had more. <laughs> <laughs> also, you can add a dollar and get a poached egg on mm-hmm. that. We went without the poached egg because my entree came with an mm-hmm. egg. So. Next, we ordered spinach and ricotta tortelloni. So spinach tortelloni filled with ricotta, or how do you say ricotta? I say ricotta. Okay, because you were saying it different that night. Ricotta. <laughs> That's not how you were saying it. Did I say it. ricotta? Ricotta! <laughs> <laughs> That's it, I think. Uh, and, and so ricotta and grana padano in a simple butter sauce. Getting good tortelloni or tortellini, I guess. It says tortelloni on the menu. Mm-hmm. Uh, but getting good tortelloni in and of itself is pretty special because it's so time-intensive to prepare. They're about the circumference of a quarter at most, and each has to be individually filled with cheese and wrapped tight so none of it spills out, which none of it did on our visit. Mm-hmm. Uh, these show up, and they're, they're green. They're sitting on top of the butter sauce. 
which has been labeled over the bottom layer of the plate. And then over the pasta is a generous dusting of grated Padano cheese, which is similar to Parmesan, but has a slightly different flavor profile. Yeah, I think texturally it might be a little different too. A little uh, almost meltier than than a Parmesan gets. It doesn't have the granularness of a Mm -hmm. Parmesan. The plate just generally looked great. Like it looked amazing on the presentation of this place. It's beautiful. Out of control. Uh, When you take a bite, the taste is subtler and milder than I expected for a dish with ricotta involved, Mm -hmm. since ricotta is typically... Ricotta and butter. Yeah, yeah. Ricotta is typically so pungent. It was soft and rich and creamy, and the spinach flavor was present a little, but not overpowering. Everything was well-balanced and delicious. Thought these were great. Yeah, the texture of these alone was so lovely. They really, like, almost melt in your mouth, just so, so pillowy soft, Mm -hmm. like... uh, they're, they're, it's not al dente like you i mean right. would have a pasta it's al softe yes yeah like you you re, it, your tooth is gonna go right through it uh-huh. and uh not be to the anything man those were very tasty yeah really enjoyed them. it now here's the thing is i think there were three left and i was like should i split this one and you said no nah, you can just eat it. you just eat them all yeah I mean, it was nice of you, but that's insane. Why I get did self-conscious you do that? sometimes. I'm like, did I have too many already? I'm oh, a pretty quick eater. I get that eater. too. I, I, I that eat too. very quickly, so I'm always afraid oh. that I've gone in too hard. And so we maybe don't have the best dining chemistry because I eat slowly mm-hmm. typically because I'm yeah. running my mouth. I don't think I was going to surprise anybody. I feel like those three that were left there were probably yours, okay. and and if they weren't. I'll simply hold it over you for the rest mm-hmm. of our days. Now, okay, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I, pro- I mean, you should probably pick something. You, I deserve that about something at this point. So just pick the pick that. That's yeah. a good one. Okay. Uh, there were definitely people at another table that I knew mm-hmm. that knew we did the show. Friends of friends. Uh-huh. And they were the only other table there. And I maybe suspect that it was revealed that we were, in fact, people who review food. Um, because then something very nice happened. <laughs> yes, something very nice did happen. We were brought a plate of something that we didn't order, mm-hmm. a plate of the roasted baby bok choy, yeah. which the uh, the server said yeah. was because of the weight for on one your of, entree. Right, and I'm sure that's accurate, but I also think it was like, let's make sure this is good. And it truly was not taking that long, especially for the quality of entree yeah. that you ordered. These, of course, are delicious baby bok choy roasted quickly in a pan and tossed in mustard and herb grimalata topped with grated grana padano mm, just like again. those tortellonis bok choy are cabbage bulbs dan wow and a grimalata is a sauce made from lemon zest garlic and parsley margo's version added mustard seeds and the mm-hmm. seeds were prominent on the outside of the cooked cabbage bulbs I'd never had bok choy by itself before, had you? Nor had I, no. I think I've had it in some Asian noodle dishes. Yeah, you know, it's possible. It's probably cooked down a little bit more in, in those cases also. Uh, this yeah. was the full bulb with the uh, the tops and all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like, like a full plant. I mean, mm-hmm. we ate the we ate the flour and the dirt and the roots and all, everything. <laughs> yes, None of that's it true. was served in a bowl of dirt. <laughs> Fresh. Fresh bok choy. Uh now this was this was very tasty. I'm really glad we got it. It had kind of a slimy texture in a good way, like cooked up spinach. Except mm-hmm. when you got to the actual bulb, it had just a little bit more body to it. The flavor 
almost entirely came from the mustard seed gremolata, which tasted savory and smooth with the mustard flavor. Maybe not as strong as you might expect mm-hmm. for as many mustard seeds are on the outside. I'm not the biggest mustard fan in general, and this was the exact right amount of that mustard flavor for I me. I think mustard might be my favorite condiment. No, that's great. I love it's mustard. Bold. I'm a big mustard boy. My dad hates mustard, and now there's a whole bit with the nephews where they tease him with mustard. <laughs> it's great. It's great. I'm going to do, do that mustard? next time I see him. Mustard, Grandpa? <laughs> I'm going to tease him with some mustard. <laughs> uh, anything else to say about the bok choy? Um, I agree with everything you said. It was like the perfect mixture of some nice wilted spinach, almost with like if you've ever had a Brussels sprout that is like not cooked crispy, but like cooked down mm-hmm. so far to where it just falls apart, you know, all in the cabbage family. <laughs> I really love these and they were possibly some of the freshest things I've ever eaten. Like really the, the, the feeling of like you eating something from the earth, even though it yeah. is dressed and uh, flavored, uh, is really, really apparent. And uh-huh. I wouldn't be surprised if they got those from uh, the farmer's market or fairly fresh. Sure. They, you're, you're absolutely right. Yeah. It was, it was, it was wonderfully fresh taste. Yeah. Now, Dan, you and I are both, we're both deviants. <laughs> yeah. And that's why, uh, up until this point, we'd order the exact same things, and then we deviated when it uh-huh. came to the entrees because mm-hmm. we're yes. deviants. Yeah, which means we both <laughs> ordered different entrees. <laughs> Tell us about your entree. Oh boy, Andy, I went with the mushroom lo mein. Now they have a pretty limited menu up there that changes all the mm-hmm. time. Uh, we ordered almost all of their menu yeah. this night, uh, so so you're getting a pretty good spread here. And a lot of these things are still available on their current menu. Oh, awesome. The mushroom lo mein is house-made noodles, mushrooms, seasonal vegetables, soy, oyster sauce, sesame oil, and add a fried egg for a dollar. I did go ahead and add the fried egg. For a dollar. Boy, I I didn't pay the dollar. I refused. (laughs) I said, give me the egg for free, (laughs) ma'am. Oh, Andy. This was so, so good. The, The noodles, the homemade noodles were just so decadent and the blend of oil that they used on them was it had all the delicious flavor that you get from a great Chinese uh, like lo mein dish, mm-hmm. but without the actual like uh, fatty oils like dripping off of it. I felt like they had the oils had been soaked into the noodles in a Ooh. way that just uh, provided all the flavor, but you still had a perfect noodle texture sounds like you're and talking not about, about a slipperiness sounds like you're talking about leftover lo mein to me oh yeah it, it was like perfect leftover lo mein uh-huh. um that's uh, such a high compliment lo mein's better that way <laughs> the mushrooms though and I, I let you have a mushroom yeah. so packed with flavor i don't know that i've ever had anything with so much flavor um just insane the first one i had just like envelops your mouth in a way that it it just so rich with soy and sesame flavor. The only thing I could compare it to as far as like flavor density and flavor explosion would be like the leche de tigre, which the flavors are absolutely not the same. I get what you mean. But the way that that permeates your mouth. um, And I think I feel similarly about your entree, which I had one bite of. I feel almost the exact same way. Just so packed full of flavor that my truly dumb brain cannot 
really explain it. Uh, we're we're getting into higher quality food than than I'm uh-huh. equipped to uh, <laughs> praise, but uh, it was very good. Yeah, very um, very good. I agree with everything you said about the little bit Ooh. of yours that I tried. I mean, it was really something special. I got coca vin, coca vin, coca vin, coca vin. <laughs> How long you been waiting on that? <laughs> I don't know. Just <laughs> a second. Two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So the menu says leg or chicken, chicken leg or breast in a sauce of red wine, jowl bacon, mushrooms, and aromatics served with, uh, is it chev- chevray? Chevray? Chev- chevray chev- risotto. Oh, it's risotto and risotto that we were arguing about. Oh, we're not arguing yes, about. that's right. Yes. So I've always said risotto, but you were saying risotto. And I only say risotto because that's how Gordon Ramsay used to yell it at people okay. on Hell's Kitchen. Well, risotto. <laughs> then I'm saying risotto then, except whenever I mess up and say ris- risotto, risotto again. <laughs> okay. I ordered the leg, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, Got to go with the dark meat. I think it was on our last episode, maybe, that we went on about dark meat. But one of the few instances in which cowards don't know go dark that's true yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's so good <laughs> uh, but i'll say up front uh the chicken was good but nothing particularly impressive it was cooked chicken and it was crazy hot and tender and juicy you could like see the steam coming out whenever nice. you took a bite um but there's like a ceiling with chicken chicken is very good but it can only be so good i've never had like transcendent chicken unless it has to do with the breading mm-hmm. you know but this was just straight up you know, cooked chicken that it probably had some kind of seasoning on it or whatever, but it's just a regular skin with no breading. Okay, so Margot hit the ceiling for sure, but the chicken was not the star of this dish. The star was the risotto and the sauce. Okay, so the bottom layer was the chevrolet risotto, and atop that was the red wine sauce with the jowl bacon and mushrooms. I just want to make clear that these were ladled separately. Yeah. You could see the red wine sauce. The on contrast top of, the of colors is spectacular. Yeah. I mean, well, we have beautiful food. We have the receipts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> photos. We've um, got photos of the receipt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you could mix the red wine sauce and the risotto as much or as little as you liked. I'll be honest and say I did not see any bacon in that red wine sauce. I only got one mushroom. Uh, in the entire dish. So I imagine that mushroom is probably there by accident because it is supposed to be mushroom aromatics. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if they fried some mushrooms and just like sieved out the actual mushrooms and used the grease as part of the sauce or something. I don't know. That's kind of what my thought was on the jowl bacon. Mm-hmm. Jowl's very fatty. So maybe it was just a, a rendered piece yes, of jowl bacon. You're probably exactly right. Whatever it was, uh, absolutely wonderful. Uh, it was the, ris- the risotto. Gordon Ramsay would have loved it. Yeah, um, it was. You let me have a bite of it, and it was yeah. one of the most flavorful things I've I've ever tasted. Perfectly cooked, only the slightest bit of resistance to the chew, but enough that it still had some texture beyond the pure creaminess of the sauce in which it was prepared. And wow, that sauce! If you told me it was just like pure melted goat cheese, I believe you. Like Chevrolet type mm-hmm. of goat cheese. Uh, I know I'm saying that wrong, but whatever. The flavor was so strong, and the cheese was incredibly pungent. I loved this so much. My save half rule, you know, I save half mm-hmm. of all my entrees, out the window. Yeah. The moment I took the first bite, the mix of the, like, ungodly rich chevrolet sauce with the mildly sweet red wine sauce and a little dark meat chicken, it just out of, out of control, totally unreal, worth every cent that we paid for. This place is not 
cheap. I think we got out of there for like 50 bucks for two people, which wasn't we bad. We did, and um, I think you can individually order a four-course meal there for $40, yeah, that which was is chef's choice. Um, so Very interesting. I would love to go back and do that sometime. So you got a dessert. You took a dessert home. I did. I took the tiramisu home because my girlfriend would have been furious with me had mm. I not. Uh, it is coffee amaretto soaked, or sorry, coffee and amaretto soaked focaccia with sweet mascarpone cream and grated chocolate. Wait, the tiramisu is made of bread? Oh, yeah. Huh. Did you not know that? Tiramisu, I think, is traditionally lady fingers yeah. soaked in amaretto. Yeah, and I just didn't realize that they did it with the uh, artisan's oven bread. That's... They do it with focaccia, which causes such... I want to start off with saying that, like everything else at Margo, this is very good. But the texture of this is one of the strangest textures I've ever had in any dish, let alone a dessert. Uh-huh. Very much almost like um, overnight oats. The way that the uh, focaccia soaked up everything, it just, it was such a weird, like pudding type texture, but with all sorts of bits. Uh, kind of confusing <laughs> to yeah. the mouth, really. I mean, we love bits on this podcast. So. I'm a big fan of bits, but I was not expecting them here. Also, <laughs> gotta say, this is a very, jeez, um, I don't even know how to describe it, almost savory dessert. It's not really sweet. Um, it, they're really going with the coffee notes, uh-huh. uh, really going with a super rich cream, uh, with the mascarpone, um, but but not not super sweet. I I didn't. This was probably my least favorite thing that I had there. Although I probably would get it again uh, because I would say Mario is easily the best place I've eaten for the show. Wow, <laughs> it's so so good. Really, I, I want to go back so badly. It's such a bummer that this is yeah that we got to go right on the cusp of all of this. I want to take my girlfriend there. They're doing because, meal prep stuff. Well. Actually, Andy. Oh, they're not anymore. After we've gone on about Margo for about thirty minutes now, as of March twenty first, they are going to be. Uh, they were closed March twenty first and the following day, and uh, just said that they were going to be regrouping and seeing how to move forward next week. So, okay, still no word as on their Facebook at least. Yeah. as of if they're back open or what's going on. They, of course, are on, on a Feast Magazine's homepage right. uh, as one of the places offering like meal prep and uh-huh. uh, uh, to-go orders, but yeah. I, I'm not 100% sure. I know just yesterday the governor issued an order that said that restaurants are now allowed to sell unprepared food mm-hmm. in order to uh, help make ends meet. So hopefully a lot of these restaurants are able to take advantage of that and sell stuff that people can make at home. I think I'm personally going to be trying one of the more popular ones uh, for the show. Yeah. I, I think that'd be quite fun. Yeah, we had to do that. Make a make a make a segment out of it. We already talked about it. Yeah, it, already... you know, <laughs> check out uh, as as with all the other restaurants in town. Look at their Facebook pages uh-huh. or their Instagrams. Probably more their Facebook pages because that's where you're going to get the most up to date right. information or, yeah. on whether they're open or not. Um, and if Margo is open and you want to treat yourself while on lockdown in these very scary times, like it, man, you, you, you could, could do worse. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. 
All right, so that's Margot. Mm-hmm. We aren't doing ratings, but I think it's pretty safe to say this is like a very much a uh, five star restaurant. Margot, check it out yourself. Yeah, you ought to. It's like an Argo joke. Date lady. Date lady. I barely even know her. <laughs> Oof. All right, so that's an hour and 20 minutes. What should what else should we talk about? We I should mean, we should limp this one to two hours. <laughs> <laughs> well, we still haven't gotten into our our favorite new segment in the uh, what oh, you eat yeah. episodes. Uh, what we been eating with our <laughs> eyes, eyes and, and ears. ears. <laughs> so Dan, what you been eating with your eyes and ears? Oh my goodness, Andy, way too much. As I said, I've yeah. been on uh, self quarantine, so I've been listening and watching a lot, playing a lot of that Animal Crossing. Mm-hmm. We already got into that. If you were a listener of the show, especially a Tower Club member. Please hit me up on Animal Crossing. I want to play with you so badly. I want to come <laughs> to your island and shake the trees and get the uh, fruits off of them. It's an island in the sun, playing and having fun. Oh, yes, absolutely. Makes you feel so uh-huh. fun. You can't control your brain. From, from my favorite movie, Out Cold. <laughs> <laughs> A large plot point of that movie oh, boy. is Island in the Sun. It's the... Uh, the play it again sam song wow yeah i've seen that weird. movie but it's probably been 20 years <laughs> yeah it sucks <laughs> <laughs> don't watch that on your quarantine been doing a lot of listening to mm. uh, some albums wanted to lay those out here uh, have one on me the joanna newsome album you, you heard that uh no oh she's, my god she's like one of the major artists that i've just never really dug into well she's not on spotify but that album is available in full are you sure free are you sure she's not on there now because i know her label Oh. was one of the notoriously not on Spotify labels, Drag City, but they recently put all their stuff. Really? I, I would love if it, like all if the, it were. All the Bonnie Prince Billy stuff's on there now. Oh, that's very yeah. cool. I, I have one on me is a notoriously epic album. It's two hours long. Notoriously uh, epic. <laughs> but uh, I don't think there's any better music to like just put on in the background. Uh-huh. It is so lovely and calming. Uh, uh, listen uh, to the new Father John Misty live album up, yesterday. Update on this. Um, the only song she has on Spotify is the Muppet Show. Thing. That's what I thought. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm wrong. Yeah, <laughs> go ahead, buddy. I'm sorry. Uh, no, no, new new Father John Misty album out on Bandcamp yesterday. Yeah, live album for benefit of the COVID crisis. Is that real good? Wait, what? <laughs> it did uh, all proceeds go to benefit the. Uh, they go towards uh, no. spreading the COVID I was virus. Pre- trying to pretend <laughs> like I. <I'd... laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, listen to offend Maggie. By Deerhoof yesterday, mm. real good album. Love that one. Listen to a lot of Wire. Yeah. Oh, Wire is great. A lot of Mission what Obama. Era? Uh, just that first trilogy. Okay. I, I listened to them all this morning, actually. Mich- okay. So are you are you reading Our Bank Could Be Your Life right now, or what? No, I'm not. Oh, have you read it? No. It's the best p- book, rock book. Like, does it's it the talk best about Mission of Burma and Wire? I just got into Mission of Burma within like the last oh. month, and uh, they're now like one of my favorite bands i I love them so I, much it's one of those books where i used to keep two copies of it so i could give one away and i think i did give it away to my cousin and he did, didn't give it back i noticed it here <laughs> i've looked for it on oh, like you uh, should grab it. library apps before yeah. I, I very well may um as a chapter on both of those bands as well as like the stooges who i'll talk about here in a little bit but yeah why don't, why don't you go ahead and get into yours i i still have some uh, recommendations of stuff that sure. uh, our listeners can watch yeah uh while they're in quarantine but uh, i'd like you to get into yours we talked about uh curb your enthusiasm a little bit mm-hmm. earlier i'm gonna watch the finale this evening after we're done here but did not care for the previous season of the show that much, but this season, I don't know what's different, but it's just like comfort food watching to me. The finale is excellent. It I mean, makes me laugh so hard. Yeah. I'm having me a laugh so hard. hard time watching like 
dramas or like serious things like even last week tonight i'm not watching that yeah we've been watching primarily 90 day fiance just oh. old seasons of that which okay. is possibly the funniest show ever really made. yeah is it intentionally funny uh the producers are intentionally making it funny i'm not sure that <laughs> okay. the uh, the people on the show are but oh it's so excellent man i just have a hard time watching laugh at and not with shows you oh, know yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's tough for me <laughs> it's one of the only ones that we do but boy is it who it, it it gets intense sometimes with uh how much you're laughing at them i guess it's odd for me to feel that way as a person who puts myself out there to be laughed at <laughs> not with but at on a regular basis um i finished the show you're the worst which has uh, been a oh, pretty yeah, reliably great. great comedy over the it's it's a comedy with some heavy drama involved mm -hmm. also, and it just had the perfect ending. Um, I guess that ended in 2019. There were like three different sort of deconstructions of romantic comedies that ended that year, and each of them were just like devastatingly perfect, the endings, like Fleabag really? and um, Cata Catastrophe, and oh, yeah. now Never You're the Worst either. as well. Oh, Catastrophe is unbelievable. Yeah, it's good. It's so good, but... uh so that's what I've been watching. I I'm keeping up with the Westworld. Um, I am. So are we, but I, I am so bored by Westworld. It is insane. I like the Aaron Paul section of the first episode. I like the Marshawn Lynch and death grip section. <laughs> Big fan cool, of that yeah. scene. That scene is iconic. That was good. Um, you got me into this podcast called no dogs in space, Ooh. which is like about the history of punk rock. Excellent. And it's like so far like seven hours of <laughs> the history of the Stooges. Yeah. Which is not, I didn't know I needed seven more hours of Stooges talk yeah. in my life because I've had hundreds of hours of that conversation with other people that I forced them to have. Because Funhouse may be my favorite album of all time. Oh, yeah. And I, I've listened to it so much that I, I don't really even experience that much pleasure listening to it anymore. It's that kind of thing. Yeah, it's uh, they're not really going too deeply into the actual like albums yeah. and, like playing songs from them it's more tertiary stuff it's, it's, a, it's so good it's about the band it's uh -huh. about the people in the band and i'm really really enjoying that a lot so i thanked you publicly on instagram already but thanks for putting me on to that one well and thank I, you for thinking of me and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and thanking of me <laughs> <laughs> well thank you for thanking me for thanking you <laughs> rama i'm a real big fan of the most recent series on no dogs in okay. space on the band the damn sure who i had not listened to before but can't uh, wait to get oh to my it. goodness it's Very been good. really interesting and fun to listen to a lot of my old favorite podcasts many of which recorded in california and they're all doing it remotely now yeah and some of them are killing it, and some of them are doing a very bad job. I'm like, can you just hire me to, to, to edit this for you? Um, I will literally do it for $10. So just, I, wanna, I want this to be listenable for my own sake. <laughs> we talked about that Doughboys episode today, which just driving me absolutely insane. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I love all of it. Uh, what else have you been watching with your what else you've been eating with your eyes and ears? Um, actually, these I have not watched most of them yet, but I just wanted to give a few suggestions uh -huh. if our listeners are looking for something to watch out there. I'm a big fan of on my days off putting on uh, live concerts on, yeah. on the TV. The Last Waltz, of course, one of my favorite movies of all time. Great concert film, but uh, even just straight up filmed, no kind of narrative going on. Uh, just concerts and there's a lot of them available right now for free. You can watch the knife live at Whoa, terminal five on YouTube awesome. for free. Uh, I think I'm probably going to put that on whenever I get home. Kamasi Washington live at the Apollo theater is on Amazon prime. Uh, if you have that, there's also Kamasi Washington or Christian Scott, a Ajua 
on PBS's Jazz Night in America, which okay. are available on YouTube. And those are full 90-minute performances uh, that are just PBS shows that are then put on YouTube. It's uh-huh. a, They're an incredible resource. There's a lot of those out there. Uh, and then finally, if uh, you're looking for some more of those, there's a great article on treblezine.com of the 10 great concerts to watch on YouTube. Oh, so you that, just uh, copied that. Well, no, no those, <laughs> I know, those I are know. apart from the list. I know. Uh, but a fantastic li- yeah. list put together by uh, Jeff Tirich, one of my favorite music Very writers. Cool. I have not been listening to much new music right now because up until just a couple days ago, I was like pretty deep into this phase listening to the band against me. Sure. You and I saw it together and I don't exactly know how it started. I think I actually used, uh, I dropped a part of an against me song as part of one of the bio sections where I was talking about being anxious and there's like a a little bit that worked really well and that kind of re-kicked off that phase but then I got even deeper into it. Um, I wound up reading the singer Laura Jane Grace's book Mm -hmm. um, and it was awesome and it contextualized a lot of like stray lyrics and like explained what they meant. Um, you and I have I talked about that band several times in private, mostly because we saw them play and it was a pretty great show. Actually, do you remember when <laughs> I was talking about how I just got into them? We were at the show. I'm talking to them, talking about how I just got into them, their last album, White Crosses. And uh, this girl in front of us turns around is about to chide me for like being <laughs> a new fan. Do you remember that? Yes, I and do. And I was like, I know, I know. Yeah. Just, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's no nice response to that. It's like a weird thing to do is to shame someone for being a new fan <laughs> of a band. But. I think it's cool. <laughs> I said it was cool. She's going to make me feel yeah, bad for yeah. anyway. That, that band's fascinating because like one of the only bands ever to successfully unsell out and <laughs> yes. like Laura talked a lot in the book about how she didn't ever really want to do that, but it's always this war with like wanting more people to hear your music versus getting caught up in this capitalist system that she did not believe in even even a little bit. You know, she's a full-on anarchist even a, even as an adult. And you know, uh, you know, she came out as a trans person and then they left the label and started their own label mm-hmm. and put out these albums that are like raw and real sounding and they'd put, been putting out these like corporate sleek rock albums before that. It's just like this pretty amazing i mean forgive the use of the word but pretty amazing transition for this band to become something similar to this way that they were before i don't know and now yeah, i go back and i think every one of their albums has high high points and low points but this most recent album which i kind of just not listened to that much came on 2016 called shape shift with me is probably like front to back their strongest album it's so good they're a great band a lot anyway. of uh, um kind of charismatic anthemic music yeah uh very good for these trying times mm-hmm. i don't want this to be like a full-on you know i love this band with all my heart recommendation because it's like there's some lyrics that are total clunkers sure. like th- on every album yeah but there's some there's a real sincerity to that band at every point in their career that i really love you know so that i've been spent i spent so much time listening to that band for like nine days straight. I'm kind of done. I'm kind of done with it now. You know, I've moved on looking for the next phase, but that was what I was mostly listening to with my ears. And I guess I ate that book no, with my that's eyes That's what too. you were eating with your ears. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait, no, I didn't read it with my eyes. I, uh, I also listened to the book. She reads it and it's fantastic. <laughs> yes. Just yeah. awesome. But anyway, uh, that's pretty much it. I watched rewatched book smart, which I raised my rating for that from four to five. It's an absolute 
Stone Cold classic movie. Still haven't seen it, although I oh. do hear that there's a Death Grips drop in it, so uh, automatic uh, couple stars from me. It's great. Also rewatched Blockers, which was still fun. That's one. That one stayed at four stars, though. Uh, just again, you mentioned this, but mostly trying to watch light stuff. Oh yeah, I was actually talking to Blake because I noticed he was watching stuff from the Criterion Channel. He's full <laughs> well, on Blake's quarantined, wild. and I was like, "Should I watch the Apu trilogy? Do you want to watch this with me and talk about it?" And then that I don't know. I might do that because I resubscribed to Criterion, so I'm gonna watch some art stuff. Yeah, I, I put out a poll on Twitter on whether I should uh, make a playlist of very happy music or very sad music because I find myself uh, fluctuating kind of wildly between yeah. those right now as far as what I want to hear. And uh, the single person to vote for the sad music was, of course, Blake. Wow, he's a single, <laughs> he's a single voter issue. Yes. That's him. Yeah, yeah, and I, I definitely could have expected that from Hilarious. him. Uh, but I'll probably be working on one of each of those pretty soon. I, I've been in a real playlisty mood. Sure, it's a, it's a good time to, to turn to music. It's right a now. great thing to do when you have time to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, fortunately. Whatever time I'm not spending on my real job, I can throw into this show and hopefully generate some good stuff. But I kind of was doing that anyway. <laughs> like I just don't have a lot of time where I'm doing other <laughs> stuff anymore. So we are at over an hour and a half for this uh, extended bonus episode of wow. uh, What You Eatin'. This is a different podcast from Spring Food Mo, obviously. Yeah. What You Eatin'. A better podcast. They have nothing in common Mm-mm. at all. <laughs> no. Very well, different. This is much lower production value. <laughs> I'm not editing anything out. Like I'm not going to edit anything. And we are right now at an hour and 32 minutes. So yeah, you know, we said we were going to go through some voicemails this week too, but I, I think we're probably good. I think yeah. uh, we can probably call it here. Uh, one thing I did want to discuss was the, uh, the uh, winner of the fast food draft, oh. uh, which I think we got a total of zero responses on from our tower club listeners. Did we even solicit responses for that? <laughs> yeah, we asked uh, for them oh. to tell us which was better. <laughs> I, um, so I totally th- forgot. I should have put a poll up on Instagram. Yeah. Well, that was fine. my fault. I think we can go ahead and call I it. I would only been Blake voting. It's mine. <laughs> but it's mine better. has Popeye's chicken sandwich, so it wins by default. Uh, I don't know. I don't remember what mine has, but I'm pretty sure either. it was better than yours. <laughs> <laughs> I, the only one I remember for for sure is Popeyes, and I, for me, that's, that's a, I could just only have that as far as fast food, and I'd be satisfied. So, well, that's not exactly what the competition was. So. Okay, I would know. I would vote for whichever one had Popeyes the sandwich. Andy, the point I'm is, saying. I won. <laughs> <laughs> Well, as a self, no, we got to talk to Jan Chilton. Remember, Jan Chil- Chilton's oh, the yes. arbiter. Yeah, yeah, we really should get his him to weigh in on this. Yeah, uh, but. Hey, there were several happen. several uh, Tower Club subscribers or Tower Club members. They're not subscribers. Mm. They're members. Mm. But we're, the gold jackets are on the way. <laughs> they're actually plated with gold <laughs> dust. Uh-huh. Um, you don't want to breathe in these jackets. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe don't wear them either. Just Mm-mm. like hang them, frame them and hang them so uh-huh. the dust does not go around your room. Oh, yeah. It seeps into the skin. Mr. Chilton, as well as several other Tower Club members, were participating in the live chat during the episode. Oh, yes. Thank you very much. Which for is doing really so. fun to go back and read. And uh, thank you all for listening to that and having the discussions and everything during it. It was really cool. And thank you to Katie Still, who yeah. will absolutely never hear this uh, <laughs> for coming on the show. Has never listened to the podcast. <laughs> Certainly will never listen to hey. a bonus episode. Well, you know, if you see Katie out in the streets, uh, let her know how great of a job she did. She's so funny. 
It's I'm very sad she's moving, <laughs> so we don't get to see her do spots anymore. Yeah, I'm, I'm sad. The last time that we'll probably ever get to see her was uh, <laughs> me doing Terrence Howard. Baby. <laughs> <laughs> we will have her back again before she leaves. For yeah, sure. well, she'll do some kind of farewell show, and we'll have her and uh, what is it, Caleb, the other that other stand up she's been out there with. She she said that, but uh, I doubt we ever see her. Again. Wow. <laughs> We get along. It's like there's no resentment. She's been on four times now. Yeah, she'll she's be kind. back. She's kind. <laughs> I think it's over though. I think we burned that bridge. <laughs> really? Yeah. I I don't. I think you're not being earnest. <laughs> no, if I was being earnest, I'd be at camp right now. <laughs> oh my! <laughs> ah. uh, Let's right. go ahead and call this one. Yeah. Thanks for listening, everybody. We will see you Tuesday. And if plans work out, we're going to cover a very famous drive-through. Wow. I'm going to try and head there right after i post this episode pretty cool and breaking the rules to go to sonic